We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And we got another interview, this time with a fellow Stony Brook graduate. His name's Sean Moore. He's also an entrepreneur. He has a couple of businesses right now. One of them's a construction company, more improved, and the other one is a, uh, I guess, jewelry company. And yeah, that is a jeweler. Yeah, yeah started out as... Uh, more ice but he recently partnered up with a couple other people and now it's black ice but basically this episode we're going to get into both of those talk about some investment stuff as well and then see where it goes from there yeah it's gonna be an it's gonna be an exciting one i got a good feeling about this one too yeah all right let's get it Hey, Sean. So thank you for coming on. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself first to start off? Yeah, um, I'm Sean Moore. I'm from Queens. I am the owner of More Improved, the co-owner of More Ice, which is now Black Ice. And I am the founder of More Capital Nonprofit. Sick. So you announced a little partnership or something there, so we can get into that at some point too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. So originally it was More Ice. That was your jewelry brand yeah um the partnership actually started today today it became official yeah. <laughs> um we were thinking about it for a while now but we had a dinner last night and then we finally came to terms so um i teamed up with two other people and then we just formed like a, a bigger company because i was getting thin on time i couldn't i was you know i do construction like a lot of the time and i couldn't be traveling back and forth to the city. Diamond District is where I do most of my work So um, for jewelry. So I couldn't be traveling back and forth to the city while traveling all over upstate, different Long states, Island. Of, um, Long Island, doing construction. So yeah, um, I decided to just branch out. So you are now basically co-investing in that company and, and that's, so you have more time to work on more improved and that's yeah. Construction company, you do yeah. like any kind of projects, small projects. Um the bigger the project the better. But um What's I do the biggest you've done? Um biggest I've done um really are basements. So I like I would get an empty basement, like a large empty basement and put rooms in there. Right now I'm I'm about to work on a basement where they gave me full like creative like Oh, yeah, so, creative freedom. Yeah, so now um, they want one bedroom, a living room, and a bathroom, and I just got decide. I got to decide where to put that. So um, yeah, so I, well, I got this right. But yeah, um, I just got to find where to put it. So um, I'm happy about that. The um, a project coming up this summer. Um, I'll be working on a room, and it's an attic. So he wants the whole ceiling ripped off because it comes in on an angle. Mm-hmm. He wants the ceiling ripped off, which means we're going to rip out the house and build it like a square so he has the full space in his room. And make it into like a... Like a bigger room. So that's going to be my biggest project. That'd be sick. Are you trying to grow it to the point where you're doing full house builds, like the yeah. whole process? Because I know how to do it because the steps are simple when you really think about it. You learn over time, but... So... Yeah, I want to branch out to bigger projects, but 
You gotta get uh, this gotta get the, Yeah, you gotta yeah, get the sheet the rock. Okay. I, I did a little bit of this work myself. <laughs> but when you were in your I'm, apartment, I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur in this uh, in this field. But when I like at my place, I like my dad and I put up a wall in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. But like we didn't connect it on either side, so it was kind of like a partition. A partition wall. Yeah. So then you put the bed on one side and like a living room on the other, and it's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Then so it's like small little. Yeah. It's like a, a studio slash one bedroom, if I had to describe it. Yeah. And like we had to like do the floors and paint and shit. So like it was a yeah, fun yeah. experience. But like I want to hear more from you. Also, just real quick, when you were introducing yourself. I, all, I was just thinking, like, damn, this man has such a long, like, title. <laughs> like, you would, like, your business card would have to be, like, fat, bro. <laughs> or your, uh, whatever, what I was gonna say, yeah. whatever the future of business cards are. You, yeah. you, you made two separate, right? Yeah, I made two separate business cards. Um, and I prefer dot, like, you know, when you can just, um, yeah, put it on someone's phone, but. With that, they don't let you put different. Like you only get one Instagram. One, this, I have three Instagrams. I have. Oh, really? They don't let you diff- plug different phone in? numbers. So I feel like they really need to update that, or someone needs to come out with an app that can really work for someone. So who, you could swap between. Yeah. I feel like if you could get like a link tree on that to oh, transfer. On a link tree on the dot. Because link tree, you can do as many. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Like, I mean, you get a limit, and then you got to pay, but. And I realized you had two phones, and I thought of like two phones by Kevin Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two phones. Um, it gets very tiring. Like people text me all the time because then I have my friends texting me. Because um, yeah, I have my friends texting me. Then I have clients texting me. Then I have people who want jewelry texting me, and then I have people who text me about advice and like consultation. So, but all my all my businesses have the same phone number. And then I have my personal number. number you so you just keep have. it separate? Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So you guys have so my personal number. Not many people get the personal number. <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> Wait, yeah. So I just wanted to cover something real quick. We were talking about it before we got on the pod. You uh, you know, you learned everything through your dad? Yeah. So because he was in construction, so he kind of, when you were younger, put you on. So, I, so yeah. So um, my childhood was, was a little... I, get, I appreciate it now, but like from age nine is when summers I started going to the jobs I went because he was an independent contractor. I wouldn't say a business owner. I would say self-employed, which is there's a difference to it. A lot of people think just because you're self-employed, you're a business owner. He was self-employed, so um, he worked for himself and he was like an independent contractor. And he brought me along on any sites that he thought was safe enough. And then um, summers, I was always at work. It was fun at first until I did, until I wanted to be with my friends. Um, you didn't get a choice. Yeah, yeah. Then I get it. I didn't get a choice. Summers I was always at work. Weekends, sometimes after school, and I really didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But um, I, I learned how to do everything. And then when when I got like around age 13, 14, when he started letting me do stuff, I'm not like like you said, you put up a wall. Mm-hmm. Like I was putting up stuff. I was um. Lay, doing layouts and then putting up walls at age 13, 14. So when he was that's fresh, that's yeah, really that's really when I was like, I started liking it. So, but my like dad was really have, my dad wasn't too much on that. Like I'm paying you to do this. He's like, I should be paying him to learn. And I see that now. Um, so yeah, so 
basically I wasn't getting paid to do nothing. This I was just doing it, and then my reward was knowing how to do it. No, definitely. Yeah. I feel like everyone when there's when they're a kid is just like I ain't trying to do this shit. Yeah. And my dad, I he didn't make me go to his job with him like that. But every time he had to do something outside or do something for the house, he'd make me help him just so I would learn how to do those things. Even if it's not for like a business yeah. as you did, just to know how to do those things yourself. Yeah, you know, exactly. to hire someone to I do feel it like him. Th- that's the role of a father in your life. Yeah. Just teach you how to learn to be resourceful. But I feel like also now, especially because you realize what the world is, having the ability to make your own money. Yeah. That's priceless. Yeah. And. But you know, as boys, like boys don't mature as fast as the girls. So I had, um, I love her since she was Where one year older than this, bro. My <laughs> <laughs> sister was one year older than me and she was more mature. And then I used to get yelled at a lot at work and stuff. And then my dad was like, I'm going to take your sister. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start taking your sister. He never took my sister. I was hoping when they like, it just take her inside of me. <laughs> <He's> like, <"I'm laughs> out. I like, go take her. But he really wanted to like grow me as like growing me into being a man and like, then like taking care of certain stuff. So he really like forced that on me. My dad is exactly like that. <laughs> no, yeah. My dad, my dad. Now my dad softened up, but like my dad is so day, much. There's no excuse and no nothing. My dad's all about being a man. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's funny because I see the pictures of you guys in Egypt, and I'm like, that's like, the same guy. Like sometimes I have he to tell so this like, man to like smile in a picture. It's like, bro, just fucking <laughs> smile, bro. He seems like so nice. I mean, he he, nice he is like Lucky he guy. he's like a soft guy on the inside, but he tries to like act so tough. He just wants to be a good role model like that. <laughs> but okay, so get off the topic about his dad. Um, <laughs> you also mentioned that you do mentoring. You can, um, or you can talk a little bit about that. Alright, so yeah, so um, I have my nonprofit more capital. At first, it just started as just a page where. Okay, let me be, let, before more capital, I'm going to talk about how I got into doing stocks. So, um, I like this point. So, 20, it was 2020. Okay, so right, right before the pandemic hit. So, around February, January, February, all my friends, well, a few of my friends were doing, um, option trading and they were making money like at real, really fast. Um, shout out to Birth and, um, so for putting me on, so they were doing, they were mostly doing Tesla though, and they were like they were making a oh, lot. Soul? Of, huh? Soul? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know he was soul? on the pod. Oh, he was on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I saw him last, like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So so and then um and Burf, my other friend who also went to Stony, so they they were making money really fast. And then of course, for at first, I'm I'm not a type of person to think once there's fast money, like I don't believe everything. Because a lot of people say, like, oh, just jump on this, and then you know, sometime it's like out for them, not you. Yeah, so um, I didn't jump on it. But then I see my other friends, other friends, they all getting into it. And then the market was doing really good before COVID hit. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I think I'm ready to get in. So I get in, like, right before everything starts going down. I did, like, one trade, and I turned, like, I put only 250. I turned, like, 250 to 500 in, like, one or two days. I'm like, Wow. It's time to put a thousand in. I put a thousand in, I lose, like I lose because I didn't know too much about options. You know, it could go either way. So I'm like, okay, I made 250 this time. I lose about 500 this time. It's not bad. But I'm like, let me just, my friends told me, oh, just do a longer option call. So I'm thinking that's all I had to do, just put go out longer. So around this time, 
the market's about to crash. It's March. The market's about to crash. Like everything's going to be right. So I, my car was, I had an Audi at the time. It was giving a lot of problems. So, and Those I. Those European cars. Yeah. It <laughs> was giving a lot of problems. Man. And then, and then, um, I also, like, I started putting a lot of money into the car and then I didn't, and I didn't have that much money at the time. So I had like a little bit of savings. So, um, I ended up selling the car and then, so I sold the car for like, what, 5,000. I had probably like 2,000. Like, that was it. That was it for me. And then, yeah, that was that. And I was like, okay, instead of just buying another car, I'm put this money into the market and then, then I'm going to get another car. And I lost all the money, all of it. So I had no car, no money, <laughs> no car, no you took money. took a big risk. I took a huge risk because it was just everyone was making money. And then, but at this time, everyone was losing money. So, but they work fine. They, they made, they're losing what they made. I'm just, this is just it for me. So I'm like, oh, nah, like I'm not investing no more. And then I just said, back to construction. Now I'm working, working, working. Um, the summertime comes. Usually a failure puts you like right back on yeah. grind. Like that, so, yeah. yeah. So summertime comes now. I'm, I'm working. Summertime, I'm getting a lot of jobs. So I'm stacking my money, stacking my money. And then I, like I, I have, I make the money back. So now I'm about to, and this whole time I didn't have a car, but I, like I lived in Long Island. So I, I had a rental for two, three months, I, two, three months. I had a rental. Cost me more than having a car. Uh, well, during COVID, they, it was like half off rentals, which was because nobody's buying them. So, um, yeah, I had a rental. It was still way more expensive than getting a car. Like that would be probably the note on like an M three or something <laughs> for those three months. But um, you sold yeah. it outside. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so I had the money, and then I was going to buy a car, but just like a, another little car, like um, around six thousand, and then. I see all my friends talking about we're going to get in on Tesla. Tesla's about to do a stock split. I think that was the first stock split. Yeah. So this is the day I'm going to buy my car. So it's now it's either do I want to jump in on the stock split or do I want to buy a car? I was like, nah, I'm buying my car. I'm not, it's not about to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> Pete, the morning, in the morning when they started Everyone talking banked. about my 600 is 2,000. My, my 2,000, I'm like, damn, that means if it's 600, 2,000, my 6,000 would have been 20,000 and this is only two hours, three hours in. So I'm like, nah, I'm not letting scared money stop me from doing this ever again. I was like, next time, I'm, when I'm getting in, I'm getting in. So then the next time happened to be, um, the Zoom. So Zoom, like, as you know, like during the pandemic, Zoom was like, everyone used Zoom. That's what the world was revolving on. So Zoom earnings was coming up. It came, it was on a Friday. So on Thursday, I bought a Zoom option for $1,000. Next day, I woke up, it was 2000 So this is my first time. This is my biggest win at the time, $1,000. So I'm like, wow, should I take it out? And all my friends tell me, take it out, take it out. But I'm like, nah, this earnings has to go good. And they were like, it doesn't matter if the earnings go good. The the um, the um option always crashes after. So I was like, you know, I was like, whatever, it's $1,000. I'm just going to, I'm going to wait till Monday. So Monday comes and I wake up and I have the, my 1,000 turns to 11,000 and I'll pull it out so fast. I'm like, I put, if I would have left it in for the week, it would, it, I think it would have been at like 15, 20,000, but I was happy with my 11,000. Like, yeah, it's a thousand percent gain. I was up at 6 a.m. ready. And then, um, you saw that shit pre-market. As soon as it, as soon as I woke up, 
I sold and then that was that for me. And then I was like, okay. And then my first, my second mistake came. I got to like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this, this, and this. So I bought a FedEx call, a DocuSign call. I'm like, DocuSign, I was like, it has to be the same thing. And then it didn't feel like nothing. One was 2000 one was like 1500 I was like 3500 out of out 11000 it, it's, it's not anything. And then I lost all of it. <laughs> I lost all of it because it was, it was short. Like the earnings crashed on DocuSign and the earnings crashed on FedEx. So I'm like, so now, now when you're eleven thousand earnings is tough to be proud yeah. of. Like, when you're eleven thousand, like you're that's like what five figures turn to to four figures. You start looking at like, okay, it's not that much money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at that point where five <laughs> figures yeah. looks nice, but then four it really yeah. ain't cutting it right now. So I'm looking at like seven thousand. I'm like, so I only, and so soon that like I'm only up like six thousand profit. So I'm like, damn, I gotta play another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm playing. So I decided I was like, I right, so. I'm just gonna. I'm. A, I'm actually learn. I'm not gonna guess anymore. I'm gonna learn. So I learned everything from YouTube, Google, YouTube. That's like you can literally learn anything from those. Like yeah. Yeah. YouTube might be better than school for some things. Like there's Hell nothing yeah. you can't learn on YouTube. So um, I was just watching YouTube, Instagram, and then that's when I started making smarter moves in the market. Um, I was really. I did something I was really comfortable with, like sticking with one stock, which was Tesla, um, Zoom, like things. I pick stocks that I really want to focus on, so I can know about it. Like at least for options. Yeah. yeah, at least for options. When it when it's just buying stocks, you can have a wide portfolio. But I feel like option, you should choose what you really know. I just and then it's simple too. You you join um like clubs on either Twitter or Reddit. Well, Reddit has its days, but yeah, some pages. Like, yeah, so you you join and then they give you the answers. It's like a it's like taking the test and knowing the answer. So I was doing that and then um. I decided to start my page more capital and then I wanted to like just put other people on because everyone was asking me and I was like, let me just make this a a page where it's open to everyone because my friends was there asking me, but then the people who didn't know me, some didn't feel comfortable with asking me, some people did. So I was like, I just want to make it ac- um accessible for especially everyone in my community because I feel like that was definitely like. For example, you want to um, put everyone on, like you want everyone to eat, like yeah, this is exactly. something we can all have, but they, they don't yeah. teach us all about it. Yeah, they don't teach reason. us this at school. For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> if you said it'd be good employees. Yeah, exactly. They need, like the world, they need employees. And I mean, not everyone could be an entrepreneur because people do have to work, but I just want to have people around me to just have but People could also work a job and still, they don't even have to trade. They just know how to invest properly. They don't yeah, teach, exactly. they teach you just to put money in 401k. It's like. Yeah, like. You can really have you could have a minimum wage paying job being a millionaire easy, like really easy yep. once you just have your priorities right. But that means a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, but also with more capital. I also yeah. I also emphasized on um don't try to live your life like other people. Some people's sacrifices may be easier for them than you. So like, for example, be I was always into like sneak for example sneakers and stuff. So I said um. If you're into sneakers, that doesn't mean you have to stop buying sneakers. Just buy sneakers that go up in value. Like, if, do do That's things true. that tailor to your lifestyle. So now, buy sneakers that go up. In, don't buy designer shoes because designer shoes go down. Buy like Jordans, Off White, um, Travis Scotts. Those you wear those and you sell them for ten times over. I would say, or like find something that could make you money to cover. Exactly. Like if you, even if you put up like a few vending machines, you can get enough every month to get a nice pair of shoes. Yeah, exactly. And then, or even like, like I always like jewelry 
and jewelry yeah. it, it goes up like that's an asset so like buy a gold chain like you don't have to buy you you could buy a brick of gold and put it in a safe yes it's gonna go up but you can wear it too so why not so i'll just like um talk about things that choose it wisely yeah so um yeah so then also watches like the watch market is its own market and i also For believe sure, in like yeah. that diversity of portfolio so now i get stocks different types of stuff but get stocks then you can have gold then you can have real estate then you can have um crypto then you get like nfts like i believe like For diverse sure, yeah. Art. yeah well nfts is art but also like modern art yeah and because if something if a market crashes you want to have and you need money liquid you want to have something you don't want to pull out from anything that's down so if, you want you grab from what's up yeah, yeah exactly and like the stock market and and also passive income too not yeah the, exactly yeah but you the, want that consistently yeah. passive but like the stock market and um the real and real estate market like they tend to work hand in hand so mm-hmm. they might both be down at a time so you want to have at least say you have money in gold and gold is that you can liquidate your gold or if you have like um i feel like that was a good connection because if you really think about it it's like assets just shift in value and wealthy people just take the gain and distribute it back yeah, into another exactly. asset take the gain distribute it back yeah that's the best way to do that's, it you're right some you go, have so go up when others go that. down and that's just yeah, and then cap just flowing into exactly. that basically yeah you give yourself multiple backups almost yeah exactly and then when things go down they that's just they're on sales like the stock market is crashed right crashing right now everything's on sale just buy 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 it's gonna go back up you the have, stock market is rigged to the upside. <laughs> yeah, and, and gold right now is up. Say you had gold, you would have sold that, put it into the stock market, let it go back up. Like that's like that's just like a like a quick hack. For sure. Yeah. And if you take people that were doing really good when the stock market was hot like a year ago, like a year, like the first half of this year, end of twenty twenty. Yeah. If they took that money and put it into real estate, then they could have wrote up the last year of like inflation of the real estate yeah uh you know properties and then basically done you know they've done the same shit but yeah i mean how do you learn how to do the jewelry or is it, are you still learning and how does that, how does that right, process so, work so um jewelry how okay so okay another thing i didn't say <laughs> so when i made that um money of zoom and i i had a great summer during construction i was like okay I wanted to go buy my chain, which is, I mean, I don't know if that was the best decision, but I was like, I want to buy my chain. So no, I, I went in. Okay, um, you got some things you want to Yeah, like I wanted for a while. So I decided to go get my first custom chain. I decided to go with Tracks NYC. And then. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, so when I was there with them, um, we were just talking about making my chain. And then, like, I knew a lot. Like, you couldn't really tell me anything. Like, I knew about the different um, qualities and gold, the different quality and diamonds, the colors. Cause that's stuff I always, cause I wanted to be a jeweler before I made the chain, but I just didn't know how, like at all. And so I'm talking to him and, I, and he's saying, oh, you know a lot. Then I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, okay, um, like, I, yeah, I actually want to be a jeweler. Can you put me onto an internship? And then of course he said, yeah, of course. Um, I'm talk to this person, talk to this person. But in the end, they just wanted my money. Of course, you're going to say anything to you want to your customer. Yeah. Once the chain was ready, I didn't really hear too much back from them. I mean, I had my chain. They did a great job, but they, um, I didn't hear back from them. So I was like, so I really had like that false hope, like, okay, I was going to get an internship in the diamond district, but it didn't work out. And then, um, I looked around, I emailed a lot of jewelers. No one really reached back to me. 
And I learned it because like the jewelry world is really clicky. Like people stay with um their community and I stuff. I feel like because it's not something that people need. It's a luxury item. They don't want too many people getting in because it's just more competition type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I mean, if you're trying to get in, you yeah, it's such do a big market because jewelry. Yeah, it's, it's a, a gaining I, popularity though. Yeah, but it's a yeah, it's a big market, but. People like people buy every day like jewelry like you buy a chain for one two hundred dollars. I want to say that's too much of a like a luxury. That's like a every oh, more of right. an everyday yeah. item. Oh, and then maybe I underestimated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was <laughs> thinking like rack. Yeah, yeah like like ten racks for a chain. Like yeah, but um, well, I mean, but my business, I I'm aiming for the higher end products. But yeah, but jewelry is like a big mm. um like a big audience and like no one does just like me because when you think about it, there's no black jewel, there's not really any black jewelers. I probably the guy that I teamed up with, and then big ones there there is any because when you think of all the jewelers, there's Johnny Ding, Ben Baller, um, Aviani, Elliot, Icebox, yeah. Tracks. Was who's that guy? Tracks. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, yeah. I I don't know any of these. Well, I, I listen to Ben Baller pod, so he talks about something. Yeah. So all these people, um, yeah, there's no black jewelers really, like none that's really like like big mm-hmm. so um i was like and and it was even hard to get because now like i told you like it's very clicky so it's hard to get into the jewelry world but um so i came across i came across some information and then i was it was a lot of google but this is like like a year or two later i because i seen some i seen something on instagram with somebody explaining how the diamond district works so i had that video then i did my own research and i was like okay I'm going to go and try to make my own chain and see how it comes out. So I figured out how to do the gold printing, getting the diamonds, putting the diamonds in. Um, I had a friend who went to jewelry school for setting. So it just, and I even know that they had like jewelry schools. Like I didn't know yeah. they had like for polishing, setting, bench work, like all of that. So um, yeah, so then I made my first chain by myself and I was like, okay, this is how it is. This is how much it costs me. This, and then also with jewelry, a big problem too, you need you need capital. Like you need money. There's to no procure the diamonds. Yeah, yeah, there's no getting into jewelry and not having money. So that's also another reason why it's hard to become a jeweler. So um but I had the money from the stocks and, and construction. So then I made my first chain. Um it cost me X amount and I said if I'll sell this it'll be for X amount, but like I needed all that money for for my for the first thing I needed over I need like seven thousand dollars just to make one item. So I'm like oh, shit. so I'm like damn like this is an expensive this is an expensive field. But then once you learn how to leverage because obviously I, I dealt with money before once you learn how to leverage the money what is what then you can make it and you realize that if you could sell this for the x amount more yeah. then you can make, then make two things yeah exactly and don't go to this step so you get this much money from the customer so this way not too much is coming out your pocket like all that works out but when with jewelry you want to have you want to have inventory so inventory is not custom sales so I'm, I'm not asking anyone for money before making it gotcha. so when it's inventory that's just all me coming out of pocket so yeah so um and then I ran into another um black owned jeweler. He was he's twenty four, so two years older than me. And then um we started talking and then he was putting me onto some stuff. And then I was running with that and then we started we did a couple pieces together, but I was doing my own work, he was doing his. And then um here we are three months later, we decided to join together, him and then his partner. That's sick. 
Yeah, so it's all three of us together. And then um they do the whole process or they got people working. We do the whole process. You don't like, yeah, you too? Yeah. Do you guys have a the company name? Um so the company name was my company name was originally More Ice and they didn't they didn't really have a company name. They just got the products and sold it. It was them. Like they were like more like a sole proprietor, like we got what we needed and we sold it. Mm-hmm. The, um I I'm big on like marketing and branding. So before I even sold my first product, I had my name and everything. So the company name was More Ice, and, and they didn't have a company name, but we came together and, and named it Black Ice. Black Ice where black shines bright. That's so, right. Yeah, because you know, black doesn't really shine, but black shine bright. Yeah, well, that's, that's also behind kind of like your mission, too. Like, yeah. You trying to yeah, and, and put also, the community. Like, yeah, exactly. And also, um, like, because when, when people have like jewelry and stuff, they call it iced out, ice. And yeah. then black ice is like the worst ice to deal with. Like, you know, in the winter, that's like the most dangerous ice. Yeah. So I just felt like it just worked out well together. Play on words in multiple yeah, ways. Yeah, play on words in multiple ways. I wanted my company originally to be named Black Ice, but all my friends around me like, yeah, you, you got the more thing going. Just the, keep the you, more. Every name, yeah, every company yeah. you own is just more, more and more, more But <laughs> I realized if I ever want, like, if I ever want to get out of company and I want to sell a company, like it's better to not have your last name in it because sometimes a person might just not want to own it because it's not them their name. So yeah. like I just thought so black guys like if anything if I ever want to sell the company in the future then I'm not attached to it. Yeah, you're familiar with opening up LLCs and stuff, right? Yeah, opening up LLCs, S corps, and nonprofits. But I do I I've done LLCs twice, but not nothing else. Do you did it yourself? Yeah. I so my first LLC I did myself took me time to figure it out so probably if i did it again a second time it would have been easier but then yeah it was much easier so. yeah but the second time it's so i just used legal zoom because i realized how much was it legal zoom so i know there's they, a space they charge, charge like how much the base charge is like 340 and then they because you know your filing fees yeah, and everything yeah. is like 210 yeah, yeah and then legal zoom so they really only charge you like eight, like something. like 110 dollars something like that but i did the premium of course cause i wanted it done fast and you get a binder and some stuff. So I paid I, I paid seven hundred for my um nonprofit. I got a nice binder. It had like certificates in it. If I want to give part of the company away, LegalZoom's not paying me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they they did a really good job, and I really liked it. So I decided like whenever I'm doing it, I'm gonna go through LegalZoom. I got my my paperwork in three days for that's from pretty LegalZoom. sick. If you did the base, it, it was Also, they it was make you wait days. if you do it yourself. Like, you have to wait yeah. a minimum a week type shit. Yeah, exactly. So, I did it my, when I did it myself, it took me about a month. LegalZoom took me two days. I had an EIN. More, more, um, more ICE. I, cause that's still the, that's still the LOC name. I just did a DBA cause I didn't feel like redoing the whole yeah, LOC. Doing business uh, ads, yeah, yeah, doing business ads, which means you just change doing, what you can also refer to. Yeah, your company. I could refer to my company as our company, as Black ICE. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so, but for example, with Legal Zoom, I got my EIN within two or three days and went straight to the bank and opened up um, a business bank account. And with, with, um, doing Legal Zoom, all your paperwork is there. They do your articles of incorporation, your operate, your operating agreement, all of those, because you need that to open up a business bank account. They want to know who owns what and thing. And when you do an LLC yourself, after you do, after it took me the whole month, to complete that, I also had, when I went to the bank, I had to come back because I needed a filing receipt. I had to go find that with the state. Then I had to come back because I needed an operation agreement. I had to go get a template. And write that on myself. Had everything for Legal you. Zoom, they had we everything have to think, there. 
think about when we do it. Like, like that would just be easier. Because if you don't want the bind and you don't want the expedited time, it's it's like three hundred, three something. I, then, I don't need the expedited, but like yeah, the, but pro- the, the expedited comes with the binder. We don't necessarily need the binder because it's for two people. Too, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless one of us gonna hold on. But no, nah, but actually, <laughs> actually, I found out too. I think the binder is forty dollars. So you can add the binder on the basic package, but if you get the expedited package, it comes with everything. I think it's probably you paying for the time, like if you yeah, get you're really paying like that extra. I think that extra three or three fifty or four hundred. That's really paying for the time. It, it depends how fast you want to come because LegalZoom's a big company, probably millions or at least hundreds of thousands of people is going towards them. So there's a lot of new companies that open. Yeah, up and if mine get done in two days, I'm pretty sure I skipped a lot of people. So. Yeah, I felt like it was worth paying for. It's how, a priority. How long is the like the normal intake? Like the, on there is probably a couple weeks. Couple but when weeks. I did it the first time, it took me like a month. Yeah, and then the second time, it took yeah, me like you two like weeks. Twenty days. When, whenever you go to the bank, they always tell you you need something else. Like that yeah. was facts because both times I went, they wanted something else. I guess, if, and if they give you everything, that's what's worth it. Like the ease of mind, just knowing I could show up, get, yeah, get everything. The thing, they had it all on one file. Like I, I just could have just pulled up everything. Yeah, that's it. But also, um, even when you have like, for example, a more ice, black ice, a LOC, that's on the state level. So, um, yeah, you want to make sure you have your trademark, trademark that's on a national level, or you can do an international trademark because your company could, you can be black ice or more ice inside New York, and no one has that name, but there could be a black ice inside Chicago, a black ice in California, and now when you're expanding, you have that conflict. So you don't want that. But if you have the trademark now, even if you don't have LC, but you have the trademark, the trademark is more powerful because that's what gives you the creative. Like, that's this is my idea. So I get black ice for jewelry. So what happens if you look it up now and there's already someone with it? Oh, I, um, I'm working on trademarking it right now. So there's another jeweler on black ice, but I looked at the trademark is free. So he's going to have to change his name. But oh, <laughs> yeah, but we'll get... um. Mine's a black ice with a V. His is black ice with an A. I put B-L-V-C-K. He's B-L-A-C-K. So, okay, he, so might, that's the, he might be able to keep his name. Maybe. I think legally, maybe. but Because mm-hmm. it's like there's definitely other black boxes out there, whether it be like a restaurant or something. Like, it could be anything, yeah. but there's definitely but the other thing, black boxes. 100%. The thing is that... It only matters if they've taken the trademark. Yeah, and the thing is also, um, for example, you could have the same company name, but it could be like Pandora. There's Pandora. Pandora... Um, jewelry and then pandora music but you know the difference and obviously they both can work maybe the, yeah. so the as category long, has to be the, yeah the category if it's different it's okay it's, yeah okay. as, so as long as they're non-competing yeah exactly but some people um might do a trademark for multiple like for one name but under multiple things because say if i wanted to have black ice as in as a record label in the future so i might do a trademark for jewelry a record label and a clothing brand, so none of those are you're allowed to use it for. Basically, taking dibs. Yeah, taking dibs. Even if I don't get into that market, I want, if I want my name to stay there, so I don't want to. Okay, now I want to start this, like, and yeah. then. Sorry to interrupt you. I feel like Coca Cola definitely has everything trademarked. They probably do. What? I think. Like, oh, because they don't want anyone using that. Yeah, no. Coca Cola would sue anybody that tried to use. That yeah, they definitely name. have the money to just pay for every trademark. But yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please. No, but yeah, so it's just um like things like that that you don't want to make a mistake with. If you really think if branding is important to you, 
um, you really, you really want to get the trademark. A brand that's not, and you just want to conduct your business, and you don't care if you have to switch your name in the end, then don't get the trademark. But I feel like a household name will always help you because if people say, "Oh, I dealt with this person before," I want to deal with this person again. But if you have a name change, they, they might, you might not be familiar to them anymore. Damn, that's a good point. That's like psychological level of marketing. Almost. Yeah. If if you guys didn't already have Black Eyes, which I love the name Black Eyes, <laughs> when you were describing the story of how you guys became a company, I really thought you were about to say we named our company like Trifecta or something. <laughs> but like with a V somewhere in the middle because that's more luxurious. <laughs> yeah, but then... I mean, yeah, nah, that, that would have worked. But then what if you want to add people or like or take people away? Like, you never know. So what if it's not there yeah, anymore? Yeah, what if it's right. 10? What if it's, or what if it's just back to one? Like, so we just, we did something that didn't um really, yeah. And you also, you also. um You want to try to find all the dead ends. In yeah, like, exactly. All the problems that could go wrong at some point. Yeah. But right now we're at LLC. Um, we're most likely going to switch to an escort because, you know, LLC is, is not a is not a um tax yeah. it's not a tax structure. <laughs> oh, okay. So like a, a LLC you're basically paying regular taxes with write off. Because you can write yeah. off you yeah, can yeah. write off without LLC. So you're paying right uh, um an S Corp is that's when it's just to kinda keep it separate in the yeah. liability stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um so LLC is more like insurance and the S Corp is actually a tax structure where um you can you can do more. So for example Are you are you in a different tax like set because you're a business now or you in your mm-hmm. like aren't businesses treated separately than like the normal because you could have you could be a sole proprietor yeah. oh. or you can or you can be an LLC and a sole proprietor is like an LLC but without without the insurance on then the LLC is like if you sue if you sue the company none of my personal money is coming out yeah. but none those are just like it's not too in depth. Yeah, yeah. Now the S Corp you file with the IRS, which is now on a federal level, not on a state level. And then um with the S Corp, you you pay your you pay by employees. Like you might ten ninety nine employees, like I'll be ten ninety nine of myself. So with a with a LLC, if it's one person, the company makes a hundred thousand, that one person is responsible to pay taxes on a hundred thousand, depending on how they do their write off. Yeah. If it's three people and it's split evenly then each person has to, um, well, the company itself has to pay the taxes and then each person get paid one third of the taxes. With an escort, now say I make, say we make, um, a hundred thousand and then we leave 70,000 in the company and then 10,000 is paid out to each employee. Each employee only has to pay the taxes on the 10,000. Yeah. Then the company deals with the taxes itself or it gets taxed, but like it works out better, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. once you go over a certain amount. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like escorts compared to LLCs, like they get taxed differently as the entity yeah. gets taxed differently. Yeah. Cause there's, um, yeah. there's always, there's a self-employment tax of 15%. And then, um, no. you don't want to get, you might not want to get taxed 15% on the whole thing on top of the federal Isn't state. It also like when you have an escort for something like that, you get paid in like, it's like you can pay a wage and then you could also pay it like out in something else that, that is more tax efficient. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I forget what it's. I mean, like you ten, like I said, you ten ninety nine your employees, and then you you can leave. You don't want to get taxed on yeah. everything, so you leave some of the money in the business, and then 
let the money run. I know you, you, you're still going to get taxed, but it, 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 sometimes it works out better if you if you tax plan correctly. The point is, it might not make that much of a difference at first, but yeah. when you're making, the more when, money you yeah, make, once the you better like you're saving. 400,000. Six figures. Like, like 400,000 plus, like, it really starts to take into effect because, like, 400,000 might not be, is not taxed on a business the same way as a, a person making 400,000. They want 50%. Yeah. 55% sometimes. So, once you once your business makes that much, you want to be careful. And jewelry is a business that brings in I don't. I can't say for everyone. It might not bring in a lot of profit, but revenue is crazy. Because I so I sold a watch this month for ten k. Like that's not ten k profit, but ten k and that's one item in one month. And say say I say I, even if I do like forty k this month in revenue, that's before at the end of the year that revenue is crazy. So you want to if you build in that amount of revenue, you want to make sure your business has a um. A proper, a proper like um tax structure. That's like oh for thing. sure yeah because you know you can get big breaks like, especially yeah. with businesses like the certain actions that you're making some of them yeah and everything for writers like I, if you don't have an LLC go LLC yourself because you you want to be able to write stuff off because when tax season comes and you work and you work a nine to five and you don't really have anything else to back you up whatever they say you pay you pay or, or people a lot of people get money back so they're happy but um. It's also like I read up on this thing that did like an analysis on that whole you get money back at the end. Mm -hmm. Most people sometimes it there are mistakes, so they do have to pay. But I feel like more often than not, you get like a lump sum of money one time a year, and they do that because they know that like the average consumer will just go spend it on something. But if they got that money consistently paid out in waves, they wouldn't. Which it should be. They wouldn't have even if even if they actually just got the money properly in their wage every week or every two weeks, they wouldn't spend it the same way that they shouldn't be paying. Because especially it's the lower lower income you make, the higher chance of getting tax money on money back in your taxes. So instead of the government adjusting or the company adjusting, so you pay the right amount of taxes and have money weekly, they want to give you that lump sum because tax season everything sells. And they get all your money back. You, you yeah, they just, you gave the money back. You just giving the money back, <laughs> but it's going to businesses throughout the company. Yeah, this is yeah capitalism, bro. Yeah, damn. So, anything else we want to cover? This 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 was a really good episode. I feel yeah. like you you made taxes as fun and entertaining as taxes can be. <laughs> so, yeah, but you can make a whole episode on taxes. Yeah, yeah taxes is really just. It, might, it goes to show how much you've you've learned. Though. Yeah, because I didn't learn like I'm a business major, but none of this I didn't really learn this in school. This is all through the first business, the second business, the third business, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Like YouTube teaches everything. Earn your leisure. Yeah, um, I follow them. Yeah, they're really good. Earn your leisure. Um, I, I wanted to ask you which which uh, who do you, who are you subscribed to? Earn your leisure. Um, Wall Street Trapper. <laughs> He's good. I don't um, know. Um. Yeah, those are the main two people I listen to. Um, million dollars worth of games sometime, but they they're hit or miss because sometimes it could really just be about nothing. But then some. But there's, there's always much you could get from them. Um, William yeah. and and Gillian Wallow, and then um also like I follow like a lot of real estate shit like um that guy the gen that's literally his name that guy the gen some I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but. He does like real estate investing and flips, and um, don't be afraid to do like because I do a lot. Like people ask me like why why do I do construction? Like 
that doesn't look fun or like it doesn't it's like all that labor but um i do because like if you want to do i knew i wanted to you do found jewelry. something you were good enough at yeah i was construction was making money and i would not be able to afford the jewelry business so when people say oh do something you love i believe do what you have to do so that you can do something you love yeah so um you gotta make sacrifices to get that like right yeah, now it's well right now for example because with, with any company is ups and downs. So, for example, with construction, if oh, right yeah. now, if I'm in between jobs, right. yeah, yeah. So, with construction, if I'm in between jobs and then jewelry, I might not be working on the project. Or since I have a team now, the project is not too much work. I have, I'm going to have downtime now. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I, I always say that I never have downtime. But what I'm going to be doing in my free time now is door knocking, walking to neighborhoods, walking to run down houses, um, offering them contracts and stuff. And like, that's, that's like the minimum, that's the minimum. Anyone could do that. You can go, go find a house that's run down and say, okay, if I tell you I could get you $250,000 for your house cash, would you take it? And then they say, yes, they sign a contract. You go bring it to an investor be like, okay, this house is worth 700,000 after we renovate it. Um, give them three, give them 300,000 for it and then renovate it. And then, for a hundred thousand and make year three hundred thousand, they're gonna say okay. I, I, they'll sign. They'll bring. They'll and you got that difference on the. So now that fifty thousand is you, and you don't need no real estate license. You don't need anything to do that. All you gotta do is want to put in the legwork. Because I promise you, if you go and walk and knock on a hundred house for the day, ninety nine, ninety five of them are gonna turn you away, and then five you're not even gonna get no deal on. So that whole day might be wasted. So you want to not go on a hundred houses every day for like a week, two weeks, three weeks. And then you might have one for the whole month. So you knocked on 30,000, did I do math right? 3,000 houses for um, a whole month Mm -hmm. and you get one deal, but that one deal might get you 30,000. So each day you was walking, that was a thousand a day and you didn't even know it because you you just can't give up. So you just got to put in, put in legwork, like. To be the boss, you really have to be the, like the worker. Like the worker, the boss is the worker, and you working harder than everybody else. Damn. I'm doing I'm doing construction. I have uh, I'm working with people, and then I pay them for the day. So say I do eight hours at five, they're going home. I might be there till eleven o'clock because if the job got to be done on this time, I can't afford to pay these workers a daily wage every day, and the job is dragging on. So I'm there like putting all the legwork, and if you be like, damn, Charlie. You and she, I'm I'm cozy right now. One of my workers said that to me because it's eleven o'clock. He left at five. He's like, "There's no way you're still there." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here." Like, what's the point? Like, I'm, I don't have like. I, I feel like I when you have the, that goal like in front of you, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. Like, also, when you're out of school and you have, you're at the point where you can do exactly what you want to do. Just go fully dive into your passion. Yeah, because I was doing this in school and I hated school. So when school stopped, it gave me more free time. And then I used up my free time. Like, I don't believe you should really have free time if you don't have money because time is money. So why do you have free time if you don't have the money? So the time, you should always be doing something. Like I tell my friend, like sleep is a luxury. Like sleeping, you, you I know you cozy. Sleeping might be the best eight hours of your life, but cut that. Like cut it to, I mean, be of course, sleep when you can and, and try to make healthy. But like I, I would try to work more. Like um, I go to, I fall asleep at like, 1, 2 a.m. because I'm always up thinking or trying to do something. I'll be up 6 a.m., 7 a.m. the next day on my way to Connecticut to go work on a house or something. Yeah. So it was just like... Yeah, where do you do work at if I see you like... 
in Connecticut, Long Island, yeah, Jersey? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Connecticut a lot because there's not as many people, not as many workers in Connecticut and upstate. So I'm in Connecticut a lot. Upstate, I, I got a few projects up there, but I don't like doing that because I don't. That's a lot of back and forth. So I stay there for like a couple of days, finish the project, yeah. and come back. Um, I'm about to have a job in Tennessee. Some guys are gonna fly me down, oh, but nice. um, the local jobs pay. The small jobs pay too because mountain TV is my favorite thing to do. That's all I got to. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. It, it it got to a point. It takes me twenty or thirty minutes to mount a TV, and that's a hundred a hundred fifty dollars. So I you do could like, schedule like a few in a day, and then yeah, a few in a day, or even better. I'm in one house and they have three TVs. So oh, like in one hour, that's four fifty, and then it's just like Ooh. I I love mounting TVs, and I tell them, <laughs> that's fine. And, and I and I offer the course on how to mount TVs for one hundred fifty dollars, and then for three hundred dollars, I I give you all the tools you need. That's a small investment you can make in yourself. Say you pay the three hundred fifty, you can literally make that on back on the first three TVs. So I, or if you want to start lower, you make it on back on the because I started mounting TVs at at fifty dollars, which. Mm-hmm. And then my, and some of us, you're messing up the market. I moved to 75, messing up the market. A hundred, you're messing up the market. So I'm at 150. And then you so go everyone, to Best you're Buy. You're saying everyone's charge, charging more? Yeah. You go to 150, you go, um, you go to Best Buy, it's $400 amount of TV. You go to the, these websites, it's 200. All these companies are like, they charge ridiculous. Um, I know a guy, he charges 300 and he tells me like, wow, you charge 150 amount of TV and he gets consistent clients. But but I'm fine at my 150 mark. I feel like it's fair. So I mean, no, so you got to give yourself time. Yeah. So then you could do a 200. And yeah, exactly. If you go up too fast, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I I just say like yo, take take the learning how to mount TV course is easy. You can work on your own time, and then that's one thing I offer. Is I um, yeah, that's one of the course I offer. You gotta drop your socials so they know where to find it. Oh yeah, so um. Just follow the page. You're going to have to scroll through the page to find it. But the page is more improved. Two O's. My last name is more. So M-O-O-R-E improved. Um, so you can find the TV monitor course there. And then for jewelry, um, the new page is black ice underscore NYC. But black is spelled with a V. So B-L-V-C-K-I-C-E underscore N-Y-C-E. That's N-Y-C-E. N-Y-C-E. <laughs> what about your I personal? Like oh, my personal showing <clears throat> Dr. Dawn. Um, on my personal page, Sean S H A W N. On my personal page, um, yeah, that's really just me. And then I feel like, uh, okay, so now with me personally, I I do like luxury stuff. So there might be stuff I spend my money on that I know is a liability and not an asset. But that's personal marketing, which is crazy because people might. So to me, certain things I do might be an asset and to the world's a liability because to me now. Just wearing certain stuff or doing certain things, like it, it opens doors for you or you, you get certain attention sometimes or you meet the, you come across with people, like people want to know what, oh, what does he do? He so you exchange information. Too, yeah. So like you have your thing, especially with not, okay, I might have this luxury stuff or do like certain things. And then people be like, oh, um, let me just look at his page. And he's like, oh, he does stock. So now people are tuned into my stock. Cause they want to know how, cause you have something they to show for They want to know how you it. got it. Cause there's people who are millionaires, billionaires, and then, um, no one knows they're a millionaire or a billionaire. So they're not asking. You could be walking on the street with, um, a seven, eight figure portfolio. And then they might not ask you, Oh, what you do? Because you're just chilling. And then I could come on and then they'd be like, Oh, um, Oh, Oh, what do you do? And then I could tell them, and I might only have 
five figures in my thing and they taking my advice, but when they should be taking his. So that's that's also it, it's also weird because that that could confuse people, but it, I just use it to my benefit. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're so, using it to your yeah, advantage because that's yeah, what you're trying to you're trying yeah. to attract people and use that yeah. as an avenue. So like also um like one of the main things I tell people that that's nice that they should buy. I, just okay, you don't have to take my advice, sorry, but something that's nice that you should buy like a lot. I feel like to because um like every rich person don't matter if they wear a ten dollar suit ten dollar shoes they always have a nice watch because that's like a status symbol and some like you get attention off your watch like i i had someone say like oh that's a nice watch i got my eyes on one i'm yes. just waiting for the right time like, yeah. I don't want to pull the trigger. so and then watches go up in value and then people who are know about watches they usually up status so like I, I met someone who um he was a he was a millionaire um con um contractor like he did construction but he was a millionaire and then is the combo started off of a watch like it should be something like that so and, and a watch goes up in value yeah, so now yeah. you, you run out of money or something happens and you really need to go sell that watch or selling that watch for more rolex market is going crazy right now like if you would have bought a watch like three six months ago for like say ten thousand mm-hmm. yeah. you it's at like fourteen thousand um some watches go up from Ten thousand to sixty thousand. Some watches they and they watches start at three, four, five thousand yeah, yeah. too. So there, there's a it's just you, small you gotta really there, like yeah. um broaden your horizon. Like just don't do what everybody else wanna do. That's like the slowest way to make I, money. I'm just an advocate for like get your hands in a little bit of everything and then just like learn from those things that have your interests and then yeah. also don't keep all your money in, in your savings. Like, have your money working for you. Even I if you, even if you learn a few like, lessons and you maybe make a couple failures, like you need to do those so then you don't make those mistakes again. And you, you also start to pick it up after you do five or six things. You're like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, yeah, like the savings account, like the savings account, they don't even give you one percent. Keep it up for an emergency. That's yeah, it. yeah. If you have a, a a great savings account, they might give you a two percent, four percent. I even think, but the a, but the average um gives you like. Point zero two, and then inflation goes up like what seven percent, eight percent a year. So like they're right. taking your money in the bank. Your money when you put your money in the bank, that money is not in the bank. That they the bank is buying they houses. You, yeah. They invest in all that money, and then their their banks is making millions off of you, while your money's just sitting there. Like your you your money is worth less every year, but you want to keep it in there so you could feel safe. So when you retire, you have a million. But you don't know by the time you retire, a million is not going to even be able to buy a house. Like houses are like seven, eight hundred thousand right now. You retire with a million dollars, you have you you can't even afford a house, let alone a, to to live twenty to twenty five years without working. So you yeah. got to really have your money working for you. Yeah, that's for crazy. Sure. A million dollars is not going to be much. I mean, it really, might, ain't might, even might not be like now. to retire with a million dollars. I feel like in like. In like the last generation, retiring with a million dollars was like yeah, the it. goal, right? I mean, it's still it's still valid now, but in by the time we're trying to, for sure, it's not. And even before yeah. that, it probably because we're gonna reach a point where everyone's gonna be millionaires. It's not gonna be hard to be a million. You have a house. If you have a house, you already. If you have a one family house, you already at, in New York. You are like five six hundred thousand. Yeah, that's that's on your network because they don't count. But you don't need a millionaire. That's on your network. If you have a two family, that's easily a million. Like. Every it's gonna be so easy to be a millionaire, and you're gonna it's gonna be to a point where you're a millionaire and you're still broke. So it's gonna be like you really wanna like it's a good way to put it, yeah. you yeah. wanna you gotta like set your goals higher. Like 
seven, I mean, not seven, eight figures plus, like, and you want to be, or even if you don't have that figures, you want that passive income. You want your passive income to pay your bills. I think it's bills, really the, the and importance then, of passive income too, because. And passive income, but then is, is way, passive, yeah, passive income is way safer because if you have a lump sum of money, you might not know what to do with it. You might want to think I could go for this, I could go for that, but that money is going down versus passive income. You know, you're having this amount of money more for the month. So I'll use this much and think like yeah. having passive income is like having that parent who tells you to go to school and or don't having that parent tell you to do your homework at the end of the day versus being being a college and no one said you do your homework. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. So you, you're going to lose track. And then so like passive income is really like it like it teaches like you you could yes. understand it more than versus having all that quick money at one. You don't For know sure. what to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Unless you really actually study those type of stuff. I cannot believe I lived with you, Sean, and I didn't know that you were doing all of this. Yeah, cause I, I, I've talked with you more today than I did the entire time I was yeah. living with you. In college, though, the, the main way I was making money was, was throwing parties. And then I felt like that, too. That's that's his own thing, too. Like, wherever your environment, cause I started cutting hair. Freshman year, I was cutting hair because I had to cut my little brother hair at home. So I was cutting, I was getting shape up. Then I went to um part and I was doing parties. Like I feel like just know your like find out what your environment needs. We have Stony Brook, there's no barbers. Mm-hmm. Look, we um you're in Stony Brook. You can th- um people look everyone wants to go to parties, throw parties. Like wherever you are, find out what your environment needs so you can start there and then branch out. Cause you can't look at what someone else does, because maybe if you was throwing parties at your school and your school's not a party school, you losing money. Mm-hmm. So Maybe your school needs something else. So, also the longer you look at what other people are doing, the less you actually focus on what you're doing. Yeah, I remember. We, time is like we don't got time to do that. <laughs> when yeah. I was when I was a kid, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up after this. Um, I I remember this kid I knew in like fourth grade told me about how he used to buy the uh, a thirty pack of like king size chocolate bars mm-hmm. like a variety pack right from like costco sam's club walmart and then so you would buy 30 for 15 and then he would in school he'd sell a king size like chocolate bar for one dollar yeah. and he would make 15 dollars like every, every week like it was so like, with that like okay you could charge for two i yeah, mean yeah you could charge for a king size you could charge two but I like, mean, but again, like I mean, school, a, do- a dollar back, back then was is, yeah. was more than a dollar now. Yeah, yeah. So, but for example, my little brother asked me two weeks ago. He was like, "I want a Nike Tech." So I have a lot. Like he gets hand me downs from me. So I gave him two. I gave him a full Nike Tech, and I gave him the top to one because the bottoms were new, and I was about to get a new top. I didn't want to give him the whole thing. And he's like, "Wow, I want the bottoms." So I said, "Okay, I give you the top. We'll buy the bottoms." He's like, "I don't work. I don't have any money." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do you a favor. Instead of buying you the bottoms, I'm gonna do. I took ninety dollars because that's how much the bottoms cost, and I bought him three boxes of candy. And I was like, go sell these in school. And then he's making his money now. But when I was in school, somebody was already selling candy, so I had to figure something else out. So I was selling soda, and then soda was a was a bigger profit than candy. Candy you were paying like fifteen dollars for thirty, but yeah. sodas you're paying like two dollars for twelve. But like, so I used yeah. to have my book bag empty. But then like, you would have to carry all, all those sodas in a duffel bag, and that was like, I felt like that was real pain. Like that was work. Like you, all, I'm sodas, telling you, just to sell candy. To, you were going to school in Queens too, right? Yeah. So I was taking three. I was taking three buses. Queens High School teaching. 
So I was taking three buses with those sodas. And I remember the first day I got to school, I had 36 sodas in my bag. First three periods, I didn't sell. This is a good lesson too. First three periods, I didn't sell nothing. I was like, I'm dumb. I'm embarrassed. I carry all these sodas. Lunchtime came. Everything you know sold out so fast. I'm like, yo, I need to carry more. Like, I just got to find a way to carry more. <laughs> it was at a point I'm, I'm, I'm stopping after school just to load up my lockers the day before and then bring the sodas in the morning. So now we ha- I so have two like, lockers. you can re- fill up. Yeah. And then you're asking your friend for a yeah, locker. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, yo, you just, you just got to figure it out. Like, how are you telling my little brother? He's 16. I was doing this younger than him, but he's 16. And he's telling me, like, oh. I feel I like it's also it's money. really easy to make money doing anything now. Yeah, exactly. And you have a phone. Like, I didn't even have a phone in high school, really. Like, what? Well, it's junior year when I finally made my own money to buy one. But I didn't, like, in the high school, I didn't really have, like, the things he had access to. Because, like, that's my little brother. He's in high school now. And I remember I was just in high school. So I give him, every, like, as much as he needs. So yeah. I'm like, you have a phone. There's so much ways you can make money on your phone, start a clothing brand, like, anything you need. And I'm going to back you on it. So, you can't tell me that you have no, no money. I don't, because you have no job. I don't even want you to look for it. Because once you have a job, you depend on the paycheck. Once you, you once you have a paycheck, you know, okay, my rent is this, my car is this, and my bills is this. So now every week I'm going to make this. So I'm good. Once you have no paycheck, like how I have no paycheck, if I don't get up and work every day, I already know like at the end of the month, what am I going to do? Done. So mm-hmm. especially when you have, like one of the biggest, because people, some people get cars before they move out. Some people have different built. But when you when you have rent, I feel like that's one of the most like things that drive you the hardest. You know, you have, and you have because you miss a car note, your car get repossessed. Like that's sad. Like your credit messed up stuff, but you have somewhere to sleep. You you can't afford clothes no more. You have nowhere to sleep. Food is easy is is easy to get. But when you have nowhere to live, like you're you're gonna want to wake up every day and like I've been living by myself for. Well, I mean, since I moved to college, but after I moved off, moved off campus, when I really count as having rent, like it's been um four years now. I've been living by myself, and I've never been late on rent, and I don't ever want to be late on rent. So, like, I, I wake up every day and just. Do you want to own your own property one day? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the like, point is to get really close. money from your active income to have you buy real estate, and then get yeah, but rental. I'm he- I'm really on like. I want to own properties, but I'm I'm going to be renting because I, I'm a buy property for my tenants to live in, and then um buy property to flip. But I want to be all over, so I don't want to be tied to one location. So I rent here and rent there, but my rent will always be paid for by um by someone else prop like by one of my properties. But that yeah, right now my first property goal is to get um a four unit in Connecticut. Cause those go for like four or five hundred thousand. That's a house and that's yeah. the same price as a house in New York. A four unit and even better for like another one or two hundred thousand. You get a store. You get a um a four unit with a storefront, like a little deli. Yeah. So <laughs> you're scheming, yeah. Yeah, you can imagine. Also, you can get like a four unit in like one of the more southern states or like mid central. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For like three hundred. Yeah, exactly. But that just requires traveling. I just yeah. want to do something, start so something close so I can go see myself. Because if I start with something far and then first of all, I do construction. I can't, I can't, I can't do it myself. But yeah. if I start with something far and I do have a contract, they could tell you anything. Because construction is so much to it. Like you can tell me to go fix this wall. 
And for one person, I might charge a thousand. And for the next person, I might have to charge eight thousand because I opened the wall. The studs is rotten. So now I got to take down the wall. I got to move the ceiling. I like it might be a lot more. Yeah. And if a contractor could just could have just fixed your wall with no problems, be like, oh, all these other things is wrong. Send you a bill for this amount. The house is in Detroit. You're in New York. You're not traveling. You're just paying the bills because you're making, you have a hundred thousand playroom. So the contractor charged you 75,000. You're like, wow, I made 25,000. When the contractor was really supposed to charge you 10,000, you're supposed to make 90. You're going to be happy for the money, but you don't know what's going on. So for your first house, like I, I can't give too much on this because I don't have mine yet. But my, for my first house, I want to be as hands-on as possible because mm-hmm. I'm in the construction field, but I want to, I'm not a real estate field. I have my real estate license. I got that back when it's not active because to have an active real estate license, once you pass the test, you got to sign up under a broker. I just wanted the, the, the knowledge for myself. I didn't really want to be out there selling houses. So I took that whole course, passed the test to see I could do it, but I never went under a broker because I didn't really want to work for nobody. I didn't want to wake up and yeah. go to a firm. Like I just really want to do my own thing. So I'm not like I plan on doing the door knocking, the contracts and then doing all of that. But at the end of the day, um, it's really with myself. I don't want to be under a broker. I don't really want to be under anyone. Can you just sell a house by yourself without a real estate license? Yes, because I don't technically, I don't have a real estate license because it's not active. Because unless unless you're under a broker for two years, like you got to stay under a broker for two years before you can be by yourself. Yeah, sure. So I passed. So it's like you pass your test. Then you, you know, you, you take the course seventy five out, then you pass your test. So now you're now broker brokers are reaching out to you because they want to hire you. They want someone you you like someone who's driven. Because once you first do the real estate thing. You think, okay, I'm going to make all this commission. I'm going to be up there until you can't sell a house for three, four months. Yeah. And then you give up. So they, so then now they're looking for new people to come. But me, people reached, like, as soon as I finished, a couple companies reached out to me, but I didn't really get into it. I just, I just now have all that knowledge for myself. And then um, I have two or three friends that, like, do real estate. So they, they might show me some listings and um, I might send people to them or we might work together. So it just works hand in hand because you, I want to know everything, but I don't want to do everything because you got to leave something out for other people. Like my friend, if real estate is your thing, selling house stuff, we, we could work. I'm going to do the construction, but you sell the house. Like let's work as a team. You don't want to overload yourself because right now I have no time. But if the people you just sold the house, you were asking for a good contract. Yeah, exactly. Who are they going to say? They're definitely going to say me because I got them. I got them that house. And then like everything works hand in hand. Like yesterday I went to, um, go mount a TV to a young couple. And then he said, oh yeah, he's proposing. And I'm like, well, no, I told, I told um, him that I made jewelry. And then he was like, they was, they was talking about the, like, she knows she's going to get proposed yeah. to, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he like, they was like, it's supposed to be a surprise. So in a way he's going to be surprised, but he wants a um, ring. And then, you know, wedding rings are expensive. Like there's good like return on those. He, I asked him his budget. He's at 10,000. So we got to work right away. I'm looking for a diamond for him. For, um, Hell yeah. You can do, Good work with 10k yeah you could do good yeah i could do good work with 10k but but you gotta remember like these engagement rings online like what, what, you could do way yeah. better with, no 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 i could no i'm saying but the engagement ring online that people are looking at those are million dollar rings really because those are the ones that go by when you see those big rocks those yeah. are like fifty thousand oh, seventy thousand yeah, 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 yeah so when people see those it's like oh yeah i want this i want this i'm spending 10k but if you go to the, the main mean. sites, they're still a little bit more practical. Like K Jewelers. Like yeah, K Jewelers, exactly. Yeah. Like and 20, K and Zills, they charge a lot. And 
a lot of time they use live diamonds. That's the difference. So I, my our company are against live diamonds. So live diamonds are they're real. If you go past diamond testers and everything, but live diamonds aren't made from the earth because yeah. it takes millions of years to make a diamond. They found out they use a chemical and they put it in a lab and they make the diamond like overnight. Oh shit. But there's only one diamond tester, which is a CBD tester, which could tell the difference between a lab diamond and real diamond that's getting popular right now. My company just got one, so <laughs> be careful we get the jewelry from. Your uh, how do you source jewelry? Um, the diamond district has everything, but overseas, overseas, um, is better quality and better price. So I really get stuff from overseas, but overseas. They could get you. They could send you CVDs, or they could you buy something you don't get it, or if you do get it, it's wrong, and then you have to dispute it. But you're it's hard to win something over um, overseas. So yeah, but um, yeah. thank God I had the um the other person. He 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 went through all his trials and errors. So when we team up, we, his plug became my plug, and then that's how this. You already established that connection. Yeah. What yeah. RL, when you say overseas, is it a lot of like Europe and the Middle East, or is it Asia as well? Um, like, where is it? And for me, it's India. India, um, they got that's where like a lot of diamonds are coming from right now, wow. and they got really good quality diamonds. So I use India, and then um, yeah, but it's like I said, jewelry is expensive. You're not gonna. First, you're not gonna buy one or two carats of diamonds from India and then pay all that all those fees to get it. You're buying like fifty, a hundred carats, so you're spending like like tens, tens of thousands on yeah. the shipment for it to be valuable to you. So you got to really you got to buy in bulk, and then you can distribute. The buy in bulk, yeah, and then just so you can have, and then you might buy in bulk, and then the piece you're making has none of the diamond sizes you bought fits the piece you're making. So now you have to buy a whole nother book and you just have all the extra diamonds. So you got to really, really want to do this and you got to really be tactical with it or else you can just be give up and, and pawn back all your diamonds and call it a day. Damn. That could be it. Like, All right. My la I have one last question. How do you make the jewelry? Or do you, like, do you physically make it? Yeah, so... um. And my team too, they went to jewelry school. I just I was going to go, but I was like, you don't have to. Like I told myself, I don't have to do everything. So um, decided not to go. But they taught me how to set diamonds and, and do a few things. But um, the three D model that's that's like the main part. Um, we do basic three D models, but then when it comes to the really complex part, um, we have um, we okay. have a outs we outsource the designer, but we are looking to hire. Um, someone who does CAD design, like STL files and stuff. So we're looking for one of those to hire. And, and then, um, so that's the first step. And once you get the 3D model, it's, it's all from there. You just you have the gold, you, you melt it, you print it to size. If they want diamonds, you add diamonds. It's really the, with the jewelry, you, it's really of the creativity and then the type of um, products a person use. We try to focus, like I said, non-CVDs, non-HPHTs. Like we want to use, we use natural diamonds only. We use color. We aim for colorless diamonds are better because diamonds. People might hear like, "Oh, SI VS VVS." So I want VVS, but you have VVS, but you're you have like 
K-colored diamonds, L-colored diamonds, like your diamonds are yellow. They're not going to hit how they're supposed to because they're, they're very like tinted because that's, that's another imperfection. So they hear this high, like it starts at I or then it goes up to F, but like V, all the rappers talk about VS, VVS. And then these jewelry companies are giving these people VS, but low quality VS because they don't know. Now, you, now your diamonds are also, what kind. Yeah, yeah, diamonds are also D, E, F, G, H. D colored diamonds are the whitest diamonds. Like I, I'm not wearing my piece today, but I have like D through F colored diamonds in my um. So it looks really different. People are like, what type of diamonds are these? And I'm like, these are these are VS diamonds. And like, but these VS diamonds don't look like this because there's a lot more to it. Like a um, lot more to it. Got you, shit. That's well, wild. I didn't know about the color part because I was gonna say are they VVS? But like, yeah, it's, that's co- really it's don't mean color, anything. color cut, um, carrot. And um, clarity. And clarity. There we go. So clarity is the um si the isa vs vvs, but the um the color is very important. The carrot is just mainly how much the diamond weighs, and then um the and then the cut depend on how how clean cut. The better the cut, the more diamond gonna get lights from different sides. It's better the reflections and everything in the light. Damn. Yeah. Sean, thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming out, bro. Appreciate it. All right. This was, was good, yeah. This was nice because, uh, like, the, your jewelry experience and your, your uh, like, yeah. everything you did was unrelated. Like, we were talking about stocks, like, within the same episode as we just talked about making jewelry. So, I like that. About this yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah but if we, if we do, like, another episode where we just pick one. Okay, because I know like some people just really want mostly hear about one that we could just go like into depth. I was gonna say we got long enough that I could probably chop it up into too many episodes, but (laughs) I like it though. Yeah. All right, so this is our this is our outro that we do basically every time. You know where to find us. You know where to find us (laughs) at Black Box Podcast. No A in the black. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. But on TikTok, we have the A. In the black. Yes, we do. In the black. Appreciate it. And goodbye. See you next time.